God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? that time again your favorite show on monday night we're so happy you guys get to join us you'll see it later for us it's monday night and probably by the time this episode's actually released in reality i'll be back back home in georgia but right now i'm enjoying very sunny melbourne florida i know you guys are i'm suffering for all you guys i get it it's, it's all right just hide your judgment it's all right y'all so, pray for him yeah, moment of silence. Yeah, <laughs> right. David, let let me tell you, let me let you know a secret. Okay, mm. I grew up about a uh, hundred miles north of you, and I know oh. the temperature this time of year. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's been very uh, hot, but uh, it is pretty breezy. I'll take the breezy. If it wasn't very breezy, I would be like, oh boy, <laughs> I would be struggling. Yeah. Oh, good. good. <laughs> Speaking of breezy, hey guys, we've got to, uh, we've got something coming up. An event uh, very, very soon is going to be at uh, the in Franklin, Tennessee, not Franklin, North Carolina, at the Cool Springs. Yeah, talk about breezy. Mm -hmm. Cool Springs Marriott, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's called Revive 2023, and um, I. I I'm talking to people already. They're really excited, really excited. I got some adults that are getting those fake IDs out. They're getting them, they're getting yeah. them printed up so they can come in there. They're, so uh, never know. They're remembering how to make those fake IDs, and they're gonna we're gonna have to check them when they come to the door here. Yeah, Dave's gonna be our bouncer. Yeah, bouncer on black and mm -hmm. dark. I don't know uh, if I could be a good bouncer. I'm gonna want everybody. <laughs> yeah, in. I'm, I'm the worst sure. bouncer. I'm gonna want everybody in there. Be like, come on, just come on. That's why we're going to have Dave as our bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you are the bouncer, because everybody will be welcome. Yeah. You're a kingdom bouncer. Oh, yeah, kingdom there you go. Uh -oh. Oh, I like that. There it is. I like that. <laughs> hey, maybe we can come up with a theme park like that, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, is it that technically uh, this event is so special for all of us? Because technically this is kind of how things got started for us in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, you've been enjoying this. Definitely try to make it get over there and be able to be a part of it because it's so mm -hmm. amazing. You get to hang out with so many people. You get to you really do leave there revived. Yeah. So we really yeah. hope you could be there. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just with Barry Phillips uh, this past weekend in uh, where was I? Bassett, Virginia. <laughs> wow, of all places. And uh, we had a great time there, and Barry is so excited about working with us again. We were actually mm -hmm. telling the adults about uh, what happened with us a couple of years ago when Barry was there, and uh, they're like, "Can can we please?" You know, they're like a little <laughs> bunch of puppy dogs trying to get in, you know. So uh, uh, they'll make it by the bouncer. I know. Let's we'll see if I let them in. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, let's uh, let, let's turn this thing around. And we we talked about the Holy Spirit last week, and uh, um, really enjoyed the conversation. So, uh, take it away, one of you, and give us some um, give us some direction. Where are we going? Well, Dave, I'd like to. I don't know if you got a chance to hear uh, last week's, but I wanted to kind of maybe open by hearing some of your thoughts on uh, mm -hmm. some of that topic that we were talking about, as far as um, I guess 
applying the Holy Spirit in your life mm -hmm. uh, and how that looks. And then maybe that can lead into kind of the topic of today where the uh, we're talking about those that may be skeptical of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit or, or those things, or the fruits thereof. Gotcha. So I think that I wasn't able to listen to it because it's been on my 10 year anniversary. I think I said mm -hmm. that two episodes ago. It's been a wonderful time down here. We've been uh, doing a lot of fun stuff, but this topic I am not, not, uh, not, uh, I don't know anything about. I've been around this quite a bit. I do come from, oh, I don't know. Didn't you go through a Pentecostal phase there, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was, I was a assembly of God. Hey, whatever. You know? Oh man, yeah. So you come from that. So heck yeah. So I think that I understand. I think from that perspective, I absolutely understand why people would be skeptical. Totally get it. I was a part of quite a few many things and few many services where it uh, definitely appeared like this doesn't seem very truthful. What's the fruit of this? This seems a little bit chaotic here. What, what's going on here? But then I've been in those services where it was like, whoa, there's an actual invisible fire in this room. This is unbelievable. This is crazy. And uh, or like we talked about in those worship sets where there's the river, that idea, the spirit mm -hmm. flowing. And then I was like, okay, there's some stuff that I'm still not aware. I'm not sure of, or I have to be proven wrong because it's, again, something that's not not really physically seen in the for the most part it's a i would even say maybe even another dimension i would probably throw in there is our bodies are a part of something that's bigger than ourselves and that whole idea of align my will with your will i think is one of the best ways i can look at when it comes from the perspective of the spirit of god because you can't physically put up a meter and go yep the spirit is uh at a peak of 70 percent going on right now that, that, that doesn't exist <laughs> that doesn't exist even though, we oh want to, even though we as human beings mortal human beings want to see the physical laboratory evidence that the spirit exists i'm telling you without actually feeling it yourself there really isn't a way to actually show a meter you will see the evidence of like the definition of faith you will see the evidence of its existence in that place mm. and you'll be surprised where it'll show up because i've had shown up in like we a lot of people have to think it's in a church building or in some assembly area but it can literally happen to you outside your house in your bedroom in the shower of all places in the shower boom and you're sobbing or you're just this connection with the father is amazing so i think that's where i would go from with that Um, I'd like to introduce a thought here, just as we kind of start out of, because you said a good word, Dave, of chaotic. Um, some people would perceive maybe some of the evidences of, or the expressions of the Holy Spirit through people as chaotic. And it can seem that way sometimes. And I would say sometimes it certainly is more of a chaos than, than, than the actual, but, um, yeah, I kind of want to point at um, David in the scriptures as he as he mm. dances with abandon before the Ark of God, and how even his wife is like, "What are you doing? Like, this, surely this is not the manner of a king." And so, and then you look at like some of the visions that the prophets receive, 
and how and some of the things that they are told by the spirit of god basically because the spirit even you know the spirit was there before acts chapter two and it's for the most part the spirit that kind of used uh is that medium by which he has speak spoken to people mm -hmm. and so some of the visions they got were just outlandish and so i think to say as a whole if it looks chaotic then that's not the holy spirit i i think and and this is not what you were saying this is just kind of what i'm hit, hitting at um it, it's a very hard line to find that where where the holy spirit leaves and something else takes over because you can see through scripture that god asks people to do crazy things things that we in our civilized society would say yeah god ain't gonna tell me to do that surely surely not and so i'm curious to hear kind of your guys's thoughts on that particular aspect well i think that we um one of our favorite things we love to do is put god in a box and say that he we give him a framework to work in and you know oftentimes that's exactly what will happen is he'll work in that expected framework because it is you who's missing out on the ultimate outcome of your faith by only allowing him to work in smaller areas of your life if you will kind of like we talked about mm -hmm. last week with the whole pomegranate um analogy if you will yeah. um compartmentalizing everything um and, and yeah i you read these stories in scripture and um you have him asking certain prophets or certain people to do certain things and you think, you know, well, what would that look like today? Is it would that, you know, would anybody take this seriously, or, or would would you look absolutely insane? Uh, and I think we, mm -hmm. still, of course, still see examples of of people, you know, doing this today. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it be on missions or otherwise. Um, but I I think it's something that by and large we don't see because, like I said, people love to put God in a box in their church service. He exists in the building that I attend once a week. Uh, and and that's as far as it goes. I I wanted to add on to that whole idea of compartmentalized because I think that this whole idea of compartmentalizing the spirit of God or who God is that's one of the things I think the fallacies that we fall into as human beings we like to compartmentalize things we like to put into boxes things we like to do all these things and I think it's because there's a level of control that we have and the thing about the spirit of God is there is absolutely nothing we can do to control it absolutely nothing you can do to control it the only thing you can do is for allowing the opportunity and as worship leaders like a few of us being worship leaders here we like to sometimes think or sometimes there's always that song that seems to just bring a certain spirit into the room we like to think that we have that control but in reality we absolutely do not and as mm -hmm. soon as we think we do god immediately will flip it and go nope but guess what? That doesn't land at all. We're like, wow, that doesn't do anything. This is crazy. That usually so there's a response to this. There's no response. And then it's something else. Or we've talked about before, it's an interaction. The idea of compartmentalizing is mm -hmm. something I think that's also scary. Uh, we like to keep things in control. We want to control things. So then when someone's the spirit of God or uh, speaking in tongues or all these things, they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, this, I don't know. I don't know what to do about this. So I think that it's totally... I get it, but also there's a point where you've got to let it go. Mm -hmm. I have to let that go. I let God take control on some of these things. Well, Daniel, was it you last week that was talking about the oil and the water and how it, it separates? 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't get to it last week, but I, I started thinking about this a little bit. Uh, I had some road time heading up to Bassett and back. And uh, I, I thought about it. I, my day's been a little kind of crazy, as you you guys know, uh, some private stuff. But um, I thought about even bringing a glass that would have had uh, like six parts water and one part oil. And so the picture of this is that, uh, you know, it's, it's like this compartmentalized thing that, okay, I want God uh, and, and his spirit and all these things. I want that in the Shabbat, okay? But the other six days, that that's like my days. And so I'm going to just live, you know, my, my six days with water and then expect him, you know, we're going to enter into the oil on the seventh day. D- does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the way that it should be, though, is that our whole week is when you shake that thing up enough, you, you take a container and you start shaking it to where the oil mixes with the water uh, and, and it, uh, it, it the properties of it begin to, to intermingle with, that's going to be chaotic. And if you if you quit the chaos of the shaking, the oil then goes back to its own place, and then you get the water. So um, maybe you guys can can make that sound like something intelligent uh, in a second. But the the first time that we see this thing of chaos is actually in uh, in Bereshit in Genesis chapter one. So it, it says, "In the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth." The earth was unformed and void. Darkness was, the face on the, uh, was upon the face of the deep. And, um, you know, many of us have taught about the chaos. From our vantage point, if we looked at uh, Genesis, if we'd have been able to see Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 uh, and 2, we would have said, that's chaos. But the next verse is that the spirit of Elohim hovered over the water and we see the order being brought forth. So the order was already in the chaos. And then the spirit mm-hmm. brought brought it forth to where we could identify it. I love that you used the, the, the days, the six parts water and the one part, because you shake that up and that's the work you know that those are our um our six days of labor and and toil and all, all these things you're just going through it and you're trying and it's so much better to have him intermingle throughout all of that um but it's almost like that shabbat that one part you then put that down on shabbat mm. and then it clearly defines the oil again uh. and it's like it's like this moment of rest and moment of where you can see like okay there he is like this is me right here and this is him right here and i have to obey what he says so that i can go through my week with him doing this but i have to understand in this rest that he is always going to be holier than i am um but i don't know yeah there's there's a lot there there's a lot to that hmm I think that that's that whole, I love the idea that I, I also agree with you, Daniel, that that analogy of six parts water, one part oil, I think that there's something about that whole idea of agitation, or even maybe the idea of, we like to compartmentalize things, six parts water, one part oil, when it really needs to be this, if you're flipping it over and over again, to the idea of so that it's kind of intermingling with everything, 
than the idea of the first day after Shabbat, recognizing that you're longing for the next Shabbat, longing for it. So in that longing, you're going, okay, well, how does my day start? Well, I want to be right with God before my day starts. I don't want to be just waiting once per week to just get right with God. I want to be going every day. God, I want to make this day successful. What was the one we said? Let's make God look good today. Isn't that what yeah. one someone said a few a while back ago in the episodes? Yeah. Actually saying, let's make God good today. How do I, how can I make God look good today? What can I do to be the best servant I could possibly be? And that's aligning your spirit with his spirit because this is my, let's just go with this. Let's run with this idea that we like to think we got all these things, especially in America, right? Especially in America, we all we want to all these things to do, work and then this stuff and the play and the fun and all these things. But if you just always leave that spiritual side at rest and never open up the scripture, never open up your mouth in prayer before him and praise to give him honor and glory, then you're always then going, let me just keep my six parts water and let me keep mm-hmm. that one, that seventh part. Let me just leave that for the end of the week because I don't need I don't need any of that. So, or I just need to only have that once, and and then I'm okay. I I, I took I itch the little itch I need, and that's it. Oh, that's wow. a very wrong way of thinking. I've been down that road. I understand if you if you also have gone through that, I get it. But you're missing so much throughout the entire day. It makes Shabbat so much more sweeter when every day is in preparation for it. When you're building, we talked about this before about the idea of every single day you're taking that effort mm-hmm. to increase the amount of spirit looking towards mm-hmm. and that's where that fruit of that spirit because then if you don't do that you realize how dry you get to then okay i'm finally in the oil finally i get to have oil because now i finally made it versus constantly getting filled every every day so then it's even an overabundance on the shabbat i i felt that i don't know about y'all but i felt that before instead of actually filling me up little by little all the way throughout the week mm-hmm. versus just waiting for the Shabbat. That's a really cool analogy, Mike. I like that a lot. Really neat. Okay. Uh, Ryan, I, I got to hear your thoughts. Okay. I just, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like what uh, you kind of hit on there, Dave, the, um, the idea of, of being filled up during the week, not just coming to Shabbat and then you know, having that top up, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. looking for those. And really that, that, it's up to you. You have to be the one looking for how how can I how can I approach my day and glorify God in, in these each of these things that I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can I be an ambassador? Because it, it's so easy to just wake up in the morning and go through your day and God not be a part of it at all. In, you know, in your conversations, yeah. in your meeting mm-hmm. with people. You know, uh, somebody may come, you, know, you may see somebody, you know, and you ask, how are you? Oh, well, I'm not doing too well. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, versus, oh, hey, well, can I pray for you? And I don't just, but well, I'm praying for you. And then you forget about it and go mm-hmm. home. Uh, but actually, you know, let me pray for you right now. Let's, let's do this right now. And the thing is, is people are watching, you know, whether it's your own family, your own kids, or, or, you know, other people even around you that might be walking by you in the parking lot, seeing you pray. How many times, Dave, have we had moments where we've been like, you know, let's pray. And we've been in a parking lot or at a mall or something. And people have walked by and been like, oh, my God, I was so encouraged just to see a group of, you know, young adults praying. Mm-hmm. You know, that That's so needed in the world today. Something so simple. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, to get that that oil in the water, pressed down, shaken together, running over. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Pentecostal. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I think I think it might just be important to kind of the word I'm thinking is demystify, demystify the Holy oh, Spirit yeah. because the the impression that I think some people we're, we're kind of targeting targeting the people right now that are skeptical. And so we're just going to, you know, run with that. So the thing that they think of when they hear Holy Spirit is all the crazy stuff. Um, and even the stuff that is from God, that is kind of the more strange, we'll call it for now, mm-hmm. like the speaking in tongues, like the, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the prophetic words and these kind of things. But people need to understand that as amazing as those are and the purpose that they serve, that's actually the least, that's like the, the lowest stage of the holy spirit or like the last stage that you would reach that's not the first thing about him the first thing is that he is a part of the the three main persons of god and you know yeshua said that he was going to send the helper the comforter and so the the first part of the holy spirit is to empower us to live our lives in the best way possible to overcome as a, as a weapon against the darkness and all these things like he is the one the the persona of the holy spirit is the one that helps us in the day-to-day that kind of stuff and and then as you dwell with that then you get to the fruits of the spirit like we were talking about and then mm-hmm. it's the gifts of the spirit the gifts of the spirit are the last thing like i just want to break that down for someone who cannot hear the term the title the person holy spirit without thinking of someone speaking in tongues or like rolling around on the floor i just want to like someone to know that you know (laughs) that's not what you have to jump to (laughs) so yeah i i got that i mean i've I've been assembly god i've been charismatic i've seen a lot of things Uh, and i've seen a lot of things that uh that that people did and they blame god for so uh, we we might not want to blame God for what man does all the time. That's a whole nother subject. Um, let, let's look at it like this, okay? Uh, the scripture says in, in John, no man has seen the Father uh, and lived. I, I think that's in John. But uh, my translation of that is no man has seen the fullness of Yudhe of the Father. Uh, so he sends Yeshua to this earth, uh, and, but see, in the day of Yeshua, it is a one-on-one. He can only talk to the people that are there around him. You know, even if it's a multitude, he's speaking one-on-one. He was limiting himself to time and space in his connection with people. But the, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, is not limited by time and space in dealing with people, working with people, and connecting people. So as, as, as we allow him, as we invite him, and it isn't allowing, okay, as Daniel said, I think it was Daniel last week, uh, the, he, he's a gentleman. Um, he doesn't go where he's not invited. He does, it doesn't go where he's, he's not wanted, but he is able to connect at levels that we don't know how to do that. He's able to speak to someone um, that is thousands of miles away from me, but yet connect me with that person. 
And and mm-hmm. no, if, if I have a need, and the father knows that a person a thousand miles away from me has the ability in whatever way to meet my need, the the Holy Spirit can connect us together. Does, does that? Mm-hmm. So are you saying, Mike, then, that uh, for those who maybe have not welcomed the Holy Spirit into their life, they have not tapped into the fullness of what the kingdom of God can look like yes. or should look like? Yes. Yes. I, I, I think we could be so bold to say that, actually. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I got I to gotta put somebody on the spot. Daniel, um, I did get a little update of uh, of your job story, and, yes. and this this is a this is a this is a ruach moment. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, how about sharing that? Okay, okay. let's see if I can break it down. Um, I'll try to do this as quickly as possible because it's a, it was a it was it was a span of probably a full week of, of events, but. Essentially, I had a client who asked me, hey, can you come get this stuff that was accidentally left at my job? And I was like, sure. Um, but I didn't get to it until days later. And so I go, I get this thing. Um, it's a pair of gloves from my business partner. And there at the job is an engineer who is trying to assess some problems that this this woman has uh, for from her, her footings on her deck. Um, it's like the last thing that she needs to get into her house. And so I randomly meet this guy, we exchange cards, and we go on our merry way. Um, he calls me the next day and is like, hey, could you come look at something at my personal house? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I can come tomorrow. Um, but later that day, I go and meet with a different couple, completely random. This is an unrelated person. And I'm walking through their house and they're showing me everything they've done. They're like, yeah, um, we had an engineer work with us. It was it was this guy. I was like, no way. I just met that guy yesterday. Like, I just met him. Um, and this couple I end up realizing is is uh, our believers, which is super cool. Um, and so I go to the engineer's house the next day. And I walk in the door. Uh, the wife doesn't know I was going to be there, which is always fun when you knock on the door and like, who are you? Um, <laughs> but I, I start walking around with um, the engineer. And we're just chatting. He's showing me all the stuff. I'm super impressed because the stuff he's doing is amazing. Um, and then his wife walks out and she's like, so where does Kingdom Builds come from? Because that's the name of our company. And I said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, and she said, amen. And so I was like, okay, here we go. This is fun. Um, and she started talking and she, she was saying how um, the engineer, he had had a heart attack within the last maybe six months or a year. Um, and it'd been a kind of a recovery with that. It halted their project, you know, dead stop, and they haven't been able to do anything. Um, so just really hard time for them. And she was telling me, like, she was praying and just asking God, like, what, what's going on? Like, why, how long is it going to be like this? And just, you know, laying her heart out. And she heard God say, um, the best is yet to come. Like, don't worry, I've got this. The best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at me standing in front of her telling me I'm the fulfillment of that, which for one instance is like, I'm just, I mean, I'm just here looking at your house. <laughs> it's like, that's, um, but as I keep talking to them, what I realized is the engineer did not want to be at this first lady's house that day. It's a horrible project. 
it's like going to be really, really tough and very expensive. He didn't want to go look at it, but he's like, well, I guess I might as well. And I should not have been there because my business partner does not forget things. He is meticulously ordered. Everybody comments on how organized his truck is. He never leaves anything anywhere. For him to leave anything at a job is just a ludicrous idea. And so here I am. I shouldn't be there on this day picking up this stuff. And here's this guy this day. And it's in a it's in a, a phase of our business where we're we're about as slow as we've ever been at this moment a couple of weeks ago, um, which is crazy because we've just came out of a phase of being one month booked out, two months booked out. And so we're in this phase of like, uh, you know, God, you know, we could use a little bit of extra work. You know, that'd be fine if you wanted to do that. Um, but at the very end, we're walking around with this engineer and his wife and his wife says something and I miss it. And I come back to her. I'm like, could you, could you say that again? I didn't quite hear you. And she said, God told me just as we were walking around on this porch that he is going to multiply your work. And when I just put all of those pieces together, how God just brought us together through this engineer and with it being a phase in their lives that they needed help, a phase in our lives when we're like, you know, as shy on work as we've ever been. It was just, it was amazing how God constructed that whole thing to, to pour out his spirit upon and to pour out an inspired word upon multiple people for each other. Mm -hmm. And I was just driving home like, what just happened? What just happened? And I understand that that may not carry as much weight for, for someone else, but as a business owner who, you know, we have a livelihood for multiple families and we have a guy that we employ and his family. Um, thankfully we know God and we know that he can do anything. And so we know that it's, it's his responsibility to provide for his children. Um, but still it, it can feel very pressured to provide for these three families that are supported by this business. And so it was just an incredible thing that God did. I, I got to jump on this. So this is, that's an awesome story. I, I see what you're talking about. I'm like, that was amazing. Um, I want, there's something I want to pick on that part of your story is a part of the fruit of the spirit that a lot of people just seem to not really think about, but I've become very, very aware of in that hope. Mm. Hope can get you as low as like, right. As low as you were having just an ounce of hope. Would, would just lift you right out of whatever you're feeling. It just takes you out of mm. everything and having mm. hope, knowing, ah, God, God's got his eye on me, but it, it feels good. It feels like, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We still gotta, we still gotta be smart. We still gotta look for things, but yeah. <laughs> knowing that in the back of your mind, that like, like that word that was given your that it will be multiplied. Okay. God, you said it. I'm just going to keep being a good steward then that's it. Because then if I'm mm -hmm. now, I know that it, I just keep moving, just keep move, working through it. And I think one of the best examples or not examples, but one of the best stories that I've heard of that scenarios of people going through it, that perspective change, right? Before those meetings, you're like, man, what is going on? Uh, I don't know what's going on here, but mm -hmm. man, I'm it's really starting to hurt now. And then having that, and then you go, wait, and I bet you felt something convict you inside you going, that's absolutely true. 
Not not like mm-hmm. I want it to be true. 100%. No, you you went. No, I know that's truth. I I, I would right. yeah. stand on it completely and say no. I know mm-hmm. that that was true completely and totally. That is um that can. Oh man, out. that's oh that's such a good point. Where and I just I know I just have to comment on that where people are afraid of how do I know if that's from God or not? And, but like you're saying, there was no doubt in my mind, the things that led to that moment, this people I have never met, I didn't know them from Adam or Eve. And yet I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was from God and I would right. defend it to anyone at this moment. And so that is a really good, uh, supplement conviction. Yeah. Mm. Random question, Daniel. Uh, you said this was last week this happened? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I, I don't know what day it is right now. Where are we? But <laughs> is I got it you. last yeah. week or the week before? <laughs> I got you. Was it toward the end of the week? Middle to end of the week? It was, yes. Yep. It's so weird. So the reason I say this is because um, I'll make my story short as well. At the end of this past week, uh, I believe also same time, Right. Uh, yeah. The week before I had gone up, I'd gotten a call from a guy. He said, I need you to come out and measure my house. I just want to know what's there. Uh, so, the, you know, I can figure out what I bought because I bought it sight unseen. But uh, I know the house needs remodeling and it sat empty for like 20 years. Wow. Uh, you know, totally abandoned. So I went up, I measured the house, fell in love with the house while I was there. I was like, this is such a cool place. It was built in the late 70s. It looks awesome. Um, it could totally be an amazing house. So I measured it. I came back, sent him an email, sent him the plans he paid for uh, as far as like just the existing floor plans of what's there. Sent him an email saying, I love the house. Uh, if you want to do any remodel stuff, I'd love to get the chance to work on it with you and, and make it something awesome because it just speaks to me. Don't know why, but it, it does. Um, so anyway, a few days passed. I'm thinking, okay, he's not going to use me because even while I was talking with him, um, like one of his good friends is like the number one realtor in Georgia and he's got, you know, architects just, you know, out his ears that he can use all over the place. So I'm thinking there's no way this is going to go any further than this. So the weekend passes. I get an email um, towards the end of last week saying, hey, I'd love to work with you on this house. Can you meet me out at the lot? And I'm like, okay, that's kind of shocking, you know, so little old me goes out there to meet him <laughs> at his lot. And I walk in and he's he's walking through and he just asked me a random question at one point. He goes, are you a believer? And I was like, yes. He goes, uh, interesting. He says, my, my dad's a believer. Uh, and he's going to ask you if you know Messiah, you know, within the first three seconds of meeting him probably. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to know that. And so he, he keeps on going. And then eventually um, he stops me and he goes, do you know Johnny Pitts? Now, Johnny Pitts happens to be Jaden Pitts, who we had mm-hmm. on the show last week. Yeah. That's his father. Mm-hmm. So I say, yes. In fact, his son is one of my very good friends. He says, oh, I've known Jaden since he was a little boy. He said, how old is he now? I told him. He said, I, now, now I feel old. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, he goes, yeah. He said, after I hired you, I was at a gas station. And I didn't know. He said, I have not seen the Pitts family in over 15 years. And in walks Johnny Pitts. And he said, I didn't know he was up here and he didn't know I was up here. And uh, so he said, I was telling him what I was doing. And he said, uh, well, have you hired an architect? And he said, yes, I've hired Iron, uh, I've hired Ryan Cribs. And Johnny goes, I know Ryan. And that was exactly who I was going to recommend to you. So now that one house, after him meeting Johnny and getting his recommendation, that one house has turned into the house 
the, a barn, a uh, detached garage, and then a neighborhood of other homes uh, on his other 45 acres. Just completely. Man. And at the same time, this is happening with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. And starting with the question, Nuts. are you a believer? Right. And it's actually starting with the relationship, actually. Yes. Where we're looking at, yeah, there's work, yeah. like like both of yep. y'all stories. There's work, but what's actually happened beyond that is there's a relationship that's forming. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. forming from a place of, it would appear at random, but what you said, Mike, that that, that organization, mm-hmm. that uh, connector that the spirit is, is what's happening. So that that's that thing that how can you deny that the spirit exists right? like y'all both y'all stories you can't look at that story and go oh, that yeah. that i think that's prob that's practically impossible for all those things to line up just the way it had to be it had to be this day this hour this person at this place mm-hmm. here with this cancellation yeah, with this, all that had to happen like all the stars had to be in alignment and that's literally impossible so <laughs> You can even look at other stories that other people have. The oh, same thing. the first time I went out there, the first time I went out there too, uh, to throw this out there, the road was closed because of um, power lines being down. I was supposed to go out there. There was supposed to be, it's abandoned house. I was supposed to go in, measure. Nobody was going to be there. So I couldn't go that day. So I had to go the next day. The next day, the owner, the guy that all this happened with, happened to get the wild hair to want to come up and cut trees at the property. So he happened to be there when I showed up at just a random wow. time again during the day. That. And then this happening with you, Daniel, the same kind of this, Yeah. I'm yeah. I was on the edge of my seat listening to your story like, oh my god, it happened to you. That's <laughs> okay, okay, not, crazy. Not not to That's be outdone so on bragging of God, okay? You know. <laughs> okay, I gotta get in there. Um so I did this conference with Barry last week and, and Leanne, his his sister has been trying to get this to do this for a long time to have me and Barry come up in that area. And so Leanne, uh, to start the service, she handed out uh three by five index cards and said, Okay, I want everybody to just write something down on it. What do you want out of this weekend? Now these twenty four hours are gonna be together. And uh, so everybody's writing stuff down. Nobody who sees anything, you know, just kind of, okay, write it down, put it in your pocket. And so we, uh, we go to start the service and, uh, and Leanne says, Mike, would you open us in prayer? And I hear myself saying, cause I've got my messages together. You know, I know what I'm going to do. And I hear myself saying, and father, if you would like to change anybody's, you know, either mine or Barry's uh, messages, uh, please, please do that. We give you permission to, to change our messages and, and go on from there. And so Laura goes and it's going to come, it's coming up on Shabbat. So, uh, Laura goes over and she's lighting the Shabbat candles and she says, and give us fresh fire. And Barry pulls his card out of his pocket and it said fresh fire. And then we're, <laughs> we got going and uh, Barry did a song and, and he's speaking. And one of the ladies gets up out of the, from the middle of the, the, this thing. And she's not one that leaves for anything. She gets up and says, I got to take this phone call. And so she goes out and she's misses most of the service. So at the end, she comes in and she says, it was my daughter who called me. And she said, look at my card, reconnect with my daughter. That's awesome. And so 
guess who got their message changed that night? Moi. Yeah. And I go in there and did something on the the parade thing that I did at Blue Ridge, which we're going to expand on that. And uh, went into the five questions of life with these adults. I don't have I don't have anybody your age in the room. I got just old adults. Well, some younger, but uh, I just got adults in the room. So I do the five questions of life, and people are coming up to me, going, "Look what's on my card." And it was it was just amazing the things that they had written down on their card that that message spoke directly to. You know, guys, this is just the father saying, I want to be a part of your lives. And and in Messiah, Mm -hmm. with him here 2,000 years ago, he could have been a part of our life. Maybe we could have gotten him on a Zoom call. But uh, with his Ruach, that's why he says, "It it is expedient. It is needed for me to go so that the comforter, the helper, the, the one called alongside can come and he can, can, you know, as he's doing this with Daniel, he's doing this with Ryan, he's doing this with me, and he's given David some refreshing time off. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. Like, I remember um, when I was very small, like 10 and under, um, I, so I, I desperately wanted from, from a very small child, um, to just for God to talk to me. And yeah. I would, I, I was, I would go outside. I remember very clearly going outside in Arizona and looking up at the stars in the sky and just like, you know, asking God, like, just come on, something, give me something. I just want to, like, I, I longed for that intimate relationship with him and, I thought that it was mystical. I thought that it was um, like you see the prophets and all the crazy stuff that happens. Um, And it wasn't until much, much later in life, after a lot of growing and a lot of uh, various things, that God brought uh, a mentor into my life, which is actually my business partner, um, who really helped connect me in my adult life to the Holy Spirit. And that's when I realized, you know, after he was kind of mentoring me in the Holy Spirit, as, as strange as that might sound, um, but helping me to break down those barriers that kept me from from hearing him and from communing with the, the Holy Spirit. Um, as, as I just walked along one day, I just kind of looked up and realized, this is what I've wanted since I was a child. Yeah. And that is what this is. This The Holy Spirit is the one that God flows the the part of God that flows that just communicates with you. And it's so nice to be walking through life, knowing that those times when you just feel off, those times when you just feel like something's wrong, but you don't really know what it is or, or how to define it. Like you don't have to stay in that place. That is where the Holy spirit comes in and you, you just ask and you approach boldly the throne room of God. And the Holy spirit is the one that shows you this is what's going on. And this is how you can move forward to, to be free from it. Like that is, it it is so practical. It is so personal and it is not mystical. It is not ethereal. It's just, it's so much more simple than man would like to make it seem through religion. It's, it's so simple. Don't you love it too? How, when you're going through life and 
this, you'll hear the Spirit say to you, like, do you remember those prayers you were praying then? <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, you watch it, and as you're sure. watching it unfold, you remember the prayer from, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 years yeah. ago or more. Mm -hmm. And then you, you watch him yeah. answer it, you know? That's just so cool to me. And and you realize that, you know, he was listening then just like he's listening now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that he made note of that, you know, that the king of the universe with all of the stuff he's got going on, we don't even know. We can't comprehend it. <laughs> was hearing those prayers, even of a child. And then has enough grace and mercy and love to answer those while we're walking out our lives. That's just incredible. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. No. Yeah. Wow. David. <laughs> I was say, uh, hearing all this has made me think, I, I hope that we have, if you were skeptic before, I hope you're at least considering now, maybe there's validity to what we're talking about. Maybe there's something that maybe you want to give it a shot. And I wanted to offer just a couple ideas just to get you started. And other other guys can point some other things out as well. I will say from my perspective, baby steps. And don't figure out, and don't try to, don't think what you think the Holy Spirit is. Stop that. It comes from the place that Ryan was just talking about. The prayers you prayed when you were a young kid. The things you wanted of God that you just, like, I just desire to know how you operate, how you work. Approaching it from that perspective versus, well, I want to speak in in tongues or speak in prophecy, which are some of the, like the really cool things. Guess what? That's going to come in time. Just, just relax. It's baby steps. You got to exercise the muscle just like prayer. You got to exercise that muscle. You got to keep working on it. Some achieve faster than others. Everyone has their own journey. I think the demystifying part I want to bring to this whole entire thing is stop trying to think that you have to have a certain timetable. You have to be able to know how to do this. You have to, no, it does not work that way whatsoever. The whole, God's journey with you is a love story between you and him. It always has been, always will be. It's always this love story he has for you, not through other people or through wow. some other ministry. It is directly at you. He wants you to have that intimacy, that, that level of trust in him, because with that trust, that intimacy, that's when you can operate in gifts of the spirit and operating in these things where like you, like these guys have just all told you all these are miraculous, amazing stories that are pretty much impossible to actually line up. If not impossible, you start out small, you start out just trying to make him look good. You start out just trying to make God look good and be the best servant you could possibly be. So what does that mean? You clean up your act. You clean up what you can do. You include as much of that of what his word is, his scripture into your everyday life. And you will find out that there's things that just start happening. Or there's just these, like you, like Daniel, you said, the thoughts of just, wait, I think I should go do that today. And you've no idea why. But guess what? You got to. And then you find out Oh, so that's why I was here. Okay, God, I get it. <laughs> I think that all you guys have, after you said those things, you get to this point now in life where you go, okay, 
This is a God thing. What do we got going on here, God? I know you're in this. I know you're in this. So now I'm like super alert. I'm now I'm looking for every opportunity to find out what you're about to lead mm-hmm. us to. It's really it, 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 sometimes people like to make up this whole spiritual thing of God. It's such a very complicated thing. And in reality, it starts out very small and grows just like a plant. It grows into something amazing. And it's unique to you. Totally unique to you. I like what you just said there, David. It's unique to you. You know, this demystifying that Daniel's bringing out, you know, God speak to me. And so we want to hear this voice, you know, want to, uh, you know, we want to see something on a billboard or, or whatever. And it's it's not that, it's that, as as the scripture talks about, the, that still small voice. It's like, as you said, I just need to do this. This is what I need to do. And you figure you, you stop later on, you go, wait a minute, I wasn't smart enough to do that. You know, it's like, you know, it was it was him directing me the whole way. And I just mm-hmm. didn't realize it. So this thing of of being guided by the Ruach, by the spirit, should not be something that we have to strive for, that we have to work for, that we have to, you know, I've got to, I've got to spend this amount of time in prayer and this amount of time in Bible study. And I got to do this and this. You know. mm-hmm. no, just relax. It's the 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 having this this. It's a relationship, and the the more time you spend with someone, the quieter you need to speak for them to hear what you mm-hmm. say. You you even, you know, I, I mean, Kathy have been married for, for 40, uh, 42 years now. And um, she knows, you know, I, I can start a sentence. She, she knows where I'm going. I can do the same with her, you know, it's and because it's been relationship that's been built over time. So there are, are I, I meet people all the time that are trying so hard to have a relationship with God when all they need to do is just rest in it, mm-hmm. just rest in it and and watch how he begins to pour his spirit through you. It's an amazing and wonderful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And the, um, you know, the being guided thing, it's, you know, we've talked about this so much about him being a loving father that relates to us like a father. And I just think about um, our relationship with, with God and, you know, through the Holy spirit and how we just walk through our lives. And we ask him sometimes like, God, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in this situation? Uh, And I think about my children, how, you know, we're in all sorts of different situations all the time. We're eating at the table and as my oldest was was younger, I'd tell him at the end, go put your plate in the in the trap or uh, go put your plate in your your fork in the sink or whatever. And I have to tell him that I have to tell him that. And, he, you know, sometimes he would ask me, like, do you want me to do this? I'd be like, yes, go ahead and do that. And now it's intuitive for him. He just knows when he's done, he takes his plate and his fork. And so it's not that it's not that he's not communing with me anymore. It's that we have he has listen to the voice of his father enough that he knows in certain situations what he should do. And it's just that way with us and with God, where the more we ask him, what should I do in this situation? 
the more it's going to become intuitive as we get in other similar situations. And it's just, again, it's so, it's so simple. And I wanted to read this verse. Um, it's a verse that many people are familiar with, but it was really eye-opening for me, the version in Luke. This is Luke 11, 11, um, mm -hmm. how there's this portion here at the end of this section that is not present in, at least not present in all the other gospels. Um, and so it's the section that says, is there any father here who, if his son asked him for a fish, would instead of a fish, give him a snake, or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion. So if you, even though you are bad, know how to give your children gifts that are good, how much more will the father keep giving? And this is the part that is not always present. How much more will the father keep giving the Holy spirit from heaven to those who keep asking him? And so it's specific that God will give the Holy Spirit to those who keep asking for it. And notice that in that section, like you were hinting at that, it's not saying to the, he will keep giving the Holy Spirit to those who keep, you know, praying for two hours a day mm -hmm. and, and journaling everything they hear in that and this and this and this. It's just for, to those who keep asking him. It's literally as simple as that. It's in his word. He said it. You can stand on it. Period. Yeah. End of story. I love it. I love it. Ryan, David, we, we're about running out of time here. What's going on here? You guys. I was, I was going to say, can we leave it there? I think we leave it with that one. Luke 11, 11, y'all. <laughs> I have nothing further to add to that. This is, this is when the conversation is getting good. I think I, I can't, I'm, I'm willing to <laughs> let it go. Cause this is it's starting to hit a, it's starting to hit a track for me right now. This is great. I think I'll have 11. That's where you got to look at y'all. Because I, I, I can't, time and times I've read that, and now I'm realizing how much that's lining right up with what we're talking about. Again, guys, it's the fact of asking. It's whether you're in a place of complacency, it's something that's easy to do or something that's difficult. That's where the spirit can move. So I'm looking to y'all that are listening to this, whether it's soon or whether it's far into the future and you just happen to be listening to this 35th episode of life on purpose it's a unique story for you yeah don't look at other people mm -hmm. how you're supposed to have this relationship right. it is just for you and if you need encouragement luke 11 11 is right there i have to close out with a story you guys you you hit a, a verse there i had uh just received messiah this was 1986 back you know before your time and um i was attending kathy and i were attending a nazarene church and every sunday morning early before sunday school i would meet with a group of men in a prayer room um metal chairs and we'd all kneel down at those chairs and they had a, a man who was the pastor there many years earlier. They had brought him back. He was the pastor emeritus. And um, every single Sunday morning as we prayed, and I was just, I, I just started reading the Bible. I didn't know anything. I mean, I'd grown up around, but I didn't really know. And uh, every Sunday morning, I would wait to hear him because he would always pray those words of Luke 11, 11, every single Sunday. And I waited for him to, to, to start to pray those words. And he also was the man who prayed something that has touched you guys and, and many others. He would pray, 
It is a pleasure to serve you, sir. The tragedy is that though he would pray those words, and I, it, it caused me to start to pray for the Spirit to indwell me without any boundaries. And when that happened, he was the one that was kind of the, the stronghold against me. So make sure that when you're praying those words, that you're open to however he wants to answer them. That's right. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, he uh, has plans for us, for good and not for evil, to give us life and give us hope and give us a future. So I guess we ought to, what, live our life on purpose? Probably so. Probably Indeed. so. Dave, have a great uh, great rest of your time there. Be safe on the way back. Yeah, amen, thank you guys. And you guys go out and live it. Get some more testimonies for us for next week, all right? Yes. Onpurpose.mail.com. <laughs> Send us emails if you have a you story, too. Yes. That's right. Come see us at Revive. Don't forget. Yeah. Yes. That's going to be an on-purpose weekend now. I guarantee That's you right. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. You alone hear my every prayer You're the God who's always there